Hello everyone, I'm Joe Chamis. And I'm Tristan Irvin. And this is Screens and Streams. Hello everybody and welcome to Screens and Streams, the podcast all about the things you see on your screen. And the things that you stream. Right you are, Tristan Irvin. And speaking of streaming, (laughs) a little peek behind the curtain. We were meant to live stream this episode until everything fell apart right at the last second. As it is, you know, known to do. But uh, I do, I do, um, I've discussed it with Tristan. I I think that's some future plans for this program. We figure something called screens and streams, you ought to be able to stream and see on your screen. So, um, yes, you get to see our lovely faces. You get to see our lovely faces. You get to take a peek behind the, uh, the curtain of screens and streams um and yeah. then you'll get a little bit of us setting up and cursing and then a little bit of yeah, us tearing exactly. down and cursing cold cold open <laughs> cold open and angry close um anyway uh all that being said this is your standard fair screens and streams episode this is episode 24 Woo! all right two years in more than two years technically but by episodes two yes. years in. yes if we were doing it monthly <laughs> if we were doing it monthly actually yeah. monthly yes yeah probably closer to three years at this point or yeah. more yeah um but uh yeah i don't so, know how long have you been at your current place of work joe oh let's move let's change this <laughs> <laughs> um so uh screens and streams episode 24 will feature uh as most episodes do, I think, a show we have covered in the past, revisiting, mm-hmm. and a new show. So uh, we will be talking about one of our favorites, Atypical. This is season three. Right. And a little later on in the program, we will be covering The Mandalorian, Ha-ha. our first Disney Plus program. Um, hey, so it's a new streaming service, so new, we new gotta stream- pick something. We gotta do it. Um, but let's, uh, let's go ahead and get started with Atypical. This was a great season. Yes. This was a great yes. season. Yes. Um a lot of uh a lot of team Izzy versus team Ah uh, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, that uh that dynamic really sort of Yes. picked up a quite a quite a bit in this season. I feel like there were few love triangles in this season. You'll have to forgive me because it's yeah. definitely been several months since I watched this. No, no, I got it. I, I don't remember all of the names myself, <laughs> but I do know that Doug and Elsa uh, were sort of navigating the rough waters of their potential sure. separation. Right. And then yes. there was, I forget her name. We'll have to like find it, but you know, his friend from like the first responders group or whatever, right. um, who there yes, was yes. something going on there that sort of was bubbling maybe, to the surface throughout was, the series. Yeah. And, um, and yeah. Uh, and then there's Zahid and his, new girlfriend right just rubbed everybody the wrong way yes um, she was kind of an asshole yeah which we sort of learned gradually and then not so gradually <laughs> um yeah yeah um yeah i mean it was it was a fun season it, it was mm-hmm. it was really good it was. um i think you know it continued um that real kind of like uh abc style sitcom but next level 
which you know I what? feel like we bring we bring up yeah, almost every time. But it's so true of this show. Yeah. And like it's honestly when you said that you really hit the nail on the head. This is something in particular that I sort of I mean we've been noticing it all yeah. along, but it's something that really shined through this season. To me, the kind of character that Paige is and the kind of character that Zahid is are the characters that would be on your typical standard fair yes. BC sitcom. Yep. Very one note, very comic relief, very catchphrasy. Yep. And they have that sort of effect within the bounds of atypical and what it is, but there's more depth to them than there would there's be the layers, on, yeah. on that other the onion layers. Yeah, on, on on you know, your typical like if it was like a big bang theory type of show, you know, yeah. it's just like this is the archetype, this is that character and that's all they're sort of known for, you know. Zahid is obviously there to like, you know, it, it's always there's always laughs when he's on screen or even yeah. when Paige is on he's, screen. Yeah. And but, you know, there's the whole him sort of navigating nursing school and almost losing that sort of you know yeah that that drive because he's losing who he is with this new girl Mm -hmm. and sam sort of sees that from the outset and yeah there's like uh and and i feel like sam just grew up like rapidly in this season too yeah i mean into college jump yeah for sure that jump yeah yeah and then i think you know you're right yeah he definitely grew up right there is that whole like self-advocacy bit to it too right Right. like he was definitely trying to uh, you know move away from yeah from uh his mother kind of doing everything for him and 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 pushing that way but yeah no i mean you're right in that um the characters definitely have more depth and there's definitely more opportunity to explore Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, those one note characters, right, those archetypes, right. like you were saying before, and that's definitely one of the reasons that make this show so great. Yeah. Um, without question. Yeah, and I think too, like, there's certain levels, even in like the teenage relationships, that I don't know if they would have really have gone <clears throat> that far. Yeah, especially on the. Uh, Izzy side of things. That's the thing, right? It's just it's, like it's hard to tell. I don't want to use the word edginess. <laughs> yeah, but there is that little bit of an edge to it that you wouldn't see on your typical network sitcom. Um, and I think too, it's giving it the time to explore those topics too, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think a lot of network sitcoms are kind of constrained by mm-hmm. the you know the twenty-two minute twenty-two minutes format, and you know they also have to kind of keep advertisers happy in mm-hmm. their storylines mm-hmm. and stuff right because they're they're ultimately trying to sell ad time yeah versus you know netflix is trying to sell subscriptions so they're trying to sell interesting stories yeah um so there's there's kind of a little bit of a different there and i mean it's not that you can't tell good stories on network television certainly you can mm-hmm. i think like good place is definitely a good example of that oh my gosh season finale was this this week yeah i haven't watched it yet i haven't watched a single episode of that season no it's okay yeah i'm waiting i was waiting for it to come and i i'm now i'm sort of regretting it because i was scrolling my news feed this morning and i'm just like that's a spoiler that's a spoiler (laughs) i need to avert my eyes right away um but yeah but yeah no and i I think that's one of the kind of the benefits of of netflix is you get the that kind of extra character Mm -hmm. depth and extra storyline depth Mm -hmm. too right like the just time to um 
Yeah, I get yeah. that depth. At time, it's a big one, especially like, you know, it's like the, that, that 22 minute constraint is no joke that, you know, like, and it's not to say that like these are for atypical, these are long drawn out 45, 60 minute no, episodes. They just have that little extra breathing room to go a 30 minute, to go a 26 minute even, and, and just sort of, you know, and pack everything in that needs to be packed in. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, it was great overall. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of I mean like there's a there's a lot of things towards the end of the season that I really liked, mm-hmm. and this is sort of that testament to Sam rapidly growing up. Yes. So we got um, for all intents and purposes the almost the perfect ending um, for the characters to the almost perfect yeah to, for for this season. Um, so you know jumping way ahead to the towards the end of the season the resolution between sort of doug and elsa um her sort of calling for a separation in the middle of the 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 season yes that sort of rocked things in that relationship a little bit because you know she couldn't i mean they laid the groundwork for they laid the groundwork for absolutely and she but she couldn't stand where going right and she couldn't sort of stand the distance that he was still you know putting between the two of them Mm -hmm. um and we've talked about this before where um, Elsa, from the outset, way back in season one, because of what she did, the whole cheating thing to start yeah. this, our first impression of the character is just like, oh, no, no, not you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, you know, like, you, you know, it's like, don't, you know, you yeah. start to see, like, you start to see her daughter push her away and you start yep. to see Doug push her away and you're just like, oh, you're getting what you deserve. And then... Yeah, I mean, you don't come away with you a don't great impression away, right. of her. No, and then as seasons, as she's working for that sort of validation and forgiveness and love from her from her family, particularly from Doug, and then a little bit from Sam and and um, God, what's the daughter's name? <laughs> <laughs> particularly from the rest of the family, I'll say. Yep. As she's working for that forgiveness. Um, she Casey Casey Jesus uh she gets she starts to get that forgiveness a little bit little by little from the audience mm-hmm. and I found myself and I think I've said this about Elsa's character probably the last time we covered this and for yeah. season two where I found I find myself sort of like flip-flopping early on on my feelings on her and then sort of rooting for her and rooting for the relationship to succeed as the series goes on I'm just like yeah, yeah you know I hope that I hope that this pans out for them and it's not without its reservations, you know, like there's the whole thing where Doug goes away to the conference and, you know, we're sort yeah. of like, you know, what's going to happen? And, you know, that, you know, this is almost goes me, south, almost goes south because friend of the first responders group kisses him. We don't know if that's going to come back later. There's a good chance that it might. Oh, probably. But inevitably, <laughs> he sort of has the realization that, like, there's a thing when Elsa's pulling out of her driveway to go to the conference and see him i'm just like she's going to either pass doug on the street and they're gonna like pass each other you know one going one way one going the other way or they're gonna bump into each other and then they literally bump <laughs> into each other. <laughs> um and um i just thought that was like a sweet moment i was just like that's a good way to sort of end that off and uh, with like that resolution mm-hmm. um you know the whole like uh casey is he uh, love triangle thing. oh yeah that was that didn't exactly 
end well for Evan? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no, it did not. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot. Yeah, again, that like, like we said from like the, the jump, of it, there was a lot of sort of back and forth. <laughs> and and it's kind of funny because you know listening to 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 you describe some of these events you know it almost feels kind of soapy, which yeah which yeah you know when you think about it it's like it you know in in some of the the you know taking a step back mm-hmm. and looking at some of the storylines it's like oh it really kind of is but mm-hmm. they do such a j- good job I think of portraying the realism mm-hmm. of those storylines that. Yeah. You know, you don't even really notice it until you take yeah. a step back, and 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 then it sort of goes back to the whole we liken this to an ABC sitcom, right? Thing. Yeah, it's got because that. they have those elements, yeah. but it's almost more like the sort of high school drama, like I think of like a Degrassi type of thing, after school special yeah, style, yeah, yeah, right. yeah that's yeah. sort of the vibe I get from that whole yes you're right yeah, right there but yeah there's just like they have this way of sort of parlaying it into like this this is a real representation of a relationship this girl's struggling with her sexuality obviously yeah she doesn't want to hurt anyone in the process um but you know it, it sort of works out where you know evan you know decides that after chickening out the first time like no i, I want to do this first responders thing and sort of yep. you know gets into the relationship with doug which is good um, but like I was saying about Sam, holy hell, like running after Zahid to like find him. Oh yeah. Sure I made a promise I, that I wouldn't let him screw up nursing school and they go there and here's the first thing that happened. They're going there to break up Zahid's wedding. Cause he's like, I'm going to marry this girl who's, you know, basically sucking out my personality. <laughs> yeah. You know, everything that makes Zahid Zahid, she's sort of taking away from him. Um, and when they got there to the the casino and um and they realized like oh she was there and she'd reconnected with an old boyfriend and already dumped Zahid. yeah i was just like well that's a bit of a cop out and then they somehow like i was Pull like looking I'm like how much i'm like how much is left time is left in this episode and then there was still enough conflict there and then obviously other storylines to get to to sort of resolve that that it's sort of like made it looks like this is this is the right way to do it yeah like, you know um because he was still resistant you know he's just like no no he's like you know i appreciate what you're trying to do but i i unhomied you yeah so <laughs> well and i think too like um it was a little subversion of our expectations yeah. right like we were yeah. expecting him to kind of like um sam to go in there and like you know, stop wedding. <laughs> yeah, do like football tackle style, some dramatic, <laughs> yeah, some dramatic thing. You know, and, and, and like, <laughs> which kind of did happen, but in a different way. <laughs> yes, the yes, uh, standing in front of the proverbial baseballs. Yeah. I and I love the callback too because that was like, and there's little. There's those little flashback moments that Sam's having about his friendship with Zahid throughout, like peppered throughout, like especially those last couple episodes. And I was just like, oh, I'm like, that's cool. And then there's the flashback to them, you know, standing in front of the, uh, you know, putting on like the big puffy coat and standing in front of the the baseball, the baseball shooters, I guess. Um, Yeah. And then he takes the, he takes the bullet for him. (laughs) And, um, and yeah, he's like, I made a promise to you. I don't care if we're on home meet and stuff like that. And it, you're seeing a lot of this maturity in, in Sam who started out this series. Yeah. Um, 
you kind of wanting and valuing his solidarity a lot more mm-hmm. because of you know his his I guess position on the spectrum yeah um and sort of being like no I'm, I'm, it's better off if I don't interact with people it's better and then you see him sort of expand his horizons not just with Zahid but with Paige right the thing that absolutely um floored me was uh she's like someone bought that boat that I would that canoe that I was like part of my you know like my shame yeah and <laughs> and um her her shopping shame her shopping shame and and meanwhile it was Sam through this fake Instagram account I'm just like like he was like orchestrating this oh, yeah. this whole plan the entire time and it's like Sam using the sort of you know like we don't know where on the spectrum he is or what kind of right. you know but you know that sort of I guess um almost stereotypical savant syndrome that you associate with a lot of intelligent, uh, you know, or functioning, um, I guess, autistic uh, people or people on the spectrum, um, which, you know, is used as a ploy in all all sorts of other (laughs) network television (laughs) shows. Um, But but you're sort of just like Sam is using his genius to sort of orchestrate the good feels everywhere (laughs) towards the end of that that series and I think it's like it was such a like it was really a feel-good mm-hmm. sort of ending yeah. for especially for that little group with Sam Zahid and, and Paige and I love that Casey tagged along with them and yeah it was great yeah I mean yeah and the, the thing with that though is kind of like occurring to me too is like you have to kind of be careful in in that you know it could go too far right like you can't control everything so Maybe that's kind of what's coming up in the next season as right. he continues to – if he continues to do that, it's it's going to burn him. Yeah, that's the thing because at the end of the day, Sam is still – you know, mm-hmm. he, he still has this sort of, I guess, quote-unquote fragility yep. that he has to sort of find his way out of. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can't make everyone happy He either. can't make everyone happy. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's something that he might have to, like, learn uh, along the way. But um, it's it's cool because, it, it you know, like, this was sort of what I would say a, would be a satisfying ending to this series as a whole. Mm-hmm. But there's still plenty of room to go, I think, with these characters if they want to do another season. I don't know. I haven't even looked to see if there's any sort of confirmation of it coming back or not. But, um but yeah, I'd, I'd be I interested to see where it goes if it does continue um, because, yeah, like I said, you know, like there's the whole like, you know, Doug and Elsa reunited, but he still kissed that friend, you know. You know, Evan sort of accepted that, you know, Izzy and, and uh, Casey are a it thing. It is renewed for the fourth season, yeah. Oh, is it renewed? There you go. So, like, Evan accepted Izzy and Casey are a thing, but and they there's just, no way that he can't still harbor those feelings you know it there's all sorts of different places they can still go with this um so yeah that's good i'm glad to hear it was renewed because i think there's plenty that can still be done uh yeah the uh they they literally just announced it yesterday (laughs) oh there you go we're right on time yeah that's funny yeah, no, it, it'll be definitely interesting in the, the next season to see kind of where it goes mm-hmm. from from here. Because you're right, they did kind of wrap up, I think, a lot of... Yeah, the, they, they the, tied it up with a little bow at the, the end, I think. The yeah. kind of ongoing storyline. Right. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what groundwork they lay for moving forward. 
Right. Oh gosh, I just <laughs> so I just realized the title of the last episode because they're trying to go find Zaid. Yeah, is searching for Brown Sugar Man, <laughs> which is a play on the documentary called Searching for Sugar Man, which is about finding a musician that w- was thought to like have died, and it's I, I don't know, it's hilarious. I don't know. I just, that was just I I found that funny. <laughs> searching for Brown Sugar Man. Okay. Yeah, he has a, a plethora of nicknames that he refers to himself with. <laughs> um, I'm I'm also interested to sort of see. I mean, like the, the whole great the, the beauty of this show is it's like it's the whole character development of, you know, like we said, these characters that maybe wouldn't be typically developed quite as much on a typical network sitcom. Um, so, you know, yeah. uh, is Zahid actually following through with nursing school? should should kind of provide like a an interesting right dynamic going forward yes and and sam sort of getting involved with the group of the other autistic kids in his college yeah yeah we didn't really touch on that but like i think you know because he was with that um made friends with that other girl in his drawing class and she sort of tagged along on some of the misadventures towards the end yes yeah yeah there's some places to go it'll be Uh, good yeah it'll be good and with that I don't know if you have anything else to say on Atypical. Nope. All right. Let's Star Wars it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Um, this, okay. One of the things that I saw as I was flipping through, I guess, IMDb earlier yep. to sort of, you know, get prepped for our, our chat was um, one of the reviews I didn't read the review itself. I was just kind of scrolling through, but the title said, um, they finally got the vibe right. <laughs> and something about that, I was just like, yeah. The space cowboy, yeah, space cowboy like, vibe. It's a, good, it's a good vibe because there's a simplicity to this show. There is. There really is. That is, I feel, not quite as present in some of maybe the newer star wars films yeah and 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 it's yeah you're right it's a simplicity it's a it's a almost a you know i felt like i was watching a show and it was doing a thing that i hadn't really seen too many streaming based shows do it was doing a you know almost non serialized yeah um yeah, kind of week to week style. Yeah. It wasn't there was there was a through line. There, of course there was a through line, yeah. But, but every every episode had a beginning mm-hmm. and end and a conclusion. There was a problem of the week, I guess, yeah. is, is is the best and it's, way to describe it. Especially those early episodes where it's oh, just yeah. like I'm a I'm a bounty hunter. I'm yeah. in this guild and what's the go mission? One Let's go do the mission. Okay. And it's just yeah. Um and then obviously, yeah, there's a through line, the, the through line, you know, being the child, basically. Yep. Yep. Um, but not Baby Yoda. But not Baby Yoda. <laughs> it's known as the child. Um, I'm just going to call it not Baby Yoda. Yeah, not Baby <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, it was, and it was just like, I, I don't know, like, I got, I, I sort of forgot that I was watching a Star Wars thing. Every now and then, not not like you know, like yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. you're looking at you know, this is all part of the Star Wars lore. There's Mandalorians and there's bounty hunters and you know the Jawas are there and the you know yeah. Tuscan Raiders and are the there look, and the look is very and Star the Wars, look is very like Star Wars. Sets but there were stuff. like moment to moment, I was just like, 
yeah, this this cool robot looking dude is gonna go do some stuff. <laughs> obviously, he's not a robot. This cool dude with the crazy, crazy futuristic armor. armor is going to you know do some stuff. Um, and um, but yeah, like it was, it it was just, it was to me it was like super super digestible Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I think. You know, it was kind of built with the thought that, you know, of who would be watching it yeah. too, right? Like, it, I think it's very built, you know, as a family mm-hmm. show, yeah. right? It's really, made, you know, um, for kind of like parents to watch with their kids. Yeah. And, and and it really has that element, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that and that style, that kind of week-to-week style, lends itself to that, right? Because you're not necessarily yeah. going to be, especially families aren't going to be watching, mm-hmm. binge-watching, like, right. five shows till 3 a.m. Of course. They, they're very much going to be like, oh, let's watch one or two episodes and then, yeah. you know, continue on with our evening or yeah. day or whatever yeah. afternoon. Um, and so I think that's why it was very kind of stylized mm-hmm. and, and built that way. Yeah. And, and that's... Um, Almost has that Saturday morning cartoon vibe. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was. Um. It was good. Yes. <laughs> it was like. Uh. It, you know. It is one of the things. Uh. One of the first recommendations that I got when I was just like, you know, it's I'm thinking of doing the Disney Plus thing. It's just like you gotta check out Mandalorian, and um. And I mean, it was very much kind of like the launch title yeah for it was pushed front and center for sure yeah it was kind of like hey we've got this live action star wars series and Mm -hmm. you know it's gonna be awesome then subscribe to disney plus (laughs) subscribe to disney plus and then half their subscriptions dropped at the end of january (laughs) (laughs) is that that, no i don't know if that actually happened oh boy um i wouldn't be surprised i heard like i guess um um What's what's the word I'm looking for? Um, hearsay, hearsay wise, right. uh, it was um, a lot of people were like, "Yeah, Mandalorian's over. I'm unsubscribing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm out." Yeah, um, but uh, pretty sure there's a second season already confirmed. Oh yeah, definitely. So um, a lot of people resubscribe for it. But, yeah, you know they were there for the Mandalorian, and then they they yeah, got out, and right? then they got out. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It's just like to go on a slight tangent. Disney Plus is sort of it's one of those things where. It wasn't a it wasn't like a content treasure trove when it launched now per se. And I think what they're trying to do to sort of like win over uh, I guess subscriptions and keep people subscribed is speaking of Saturday morning cartoons, just digging back into the vault and just oh, like yes. it's like, Hey, you wanna watch every every episode of Recess? It's all <laughs> it's here. here. It's just like you know what? I might actually want to go check that out. Or gargoyles, like gargoyles, is yeah, incredible. Just... So you know, they're yeah, they're. I think they're start, starting to build up their stockpile. Yep. Kim Possible, I saw. Kim Possible. There you yeah. go. Yeah, I it's all those old cartoons. But um, but something like The Mandalorian is you know they, the re- a lot of what we cover when we're covering Netflix stuff is Netflix's originals because yep. Netflix's originals and Amazon Prime originals are. You know, that's the kind of stuff that we want to see because they're doing stuff, you know, like very much. We sort of discussed this when, when talking about atypical. They're doing things just a little bit differently than some of the network television, you know. Yeah, they have a different level of, yeah. of freedom and, and depth exactly. and ability, right? Yeah. yeah, and that's sort of what we're we're here for. And like, you know, 
Mandalorian, like you said, sort of their big flagship. Hey, check out yeah. this new original thing from Disney Plus. Um, and you know, John Favreau's at the helm, and he's done a you know he, he's got a good track record. He's done a great job with stuff. There were some Marvel names. And, yeah. There were some names popping up in the credits that I was just oh, like, yeah. oh damn! It's like so. Bryce Dallas Howard directed an episode. Mm-hmm. Taika Waititi devel- um, de- directed. Sorry, developed directed is what I meant to say. Yeah. Taika Waititi directed uh, that final episode. Mm-hmm. I think he was a voice in one of them. Did you wreck? Here's here's something I need to run by you. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I mentioned when we were first talking about the Mandalorian, my fondness for the fact that Bill Burr shows up. Yes. Because what the hell is he doing there? <laughs> um, he was so good. He was. I. I. It's just like I. I. I know that him and Favreau talked about the show, and I think Favreau was just like, I got a. I got a way for you to be in this show. Yeah. And they kind of built the perfect character around. They really did. Bill Burr, and it was, <laughs> they really it was did. so. It was just so perfect. <laughs> And he did a great job, and um, uh, but on that sort of band of mis- misfits, there was a droid, Zero. Yep. Did you recognize his voice? I feel like I might have at the time, but I've misplaced did it Did you perchance watch the original IT crowd? I did. Richard Iodi, aka Moss, oh. was the voice of Zero. <laughs> I was just, I heard his voice, I'm just like... Why does that sound so familiar? Oh, I looked it great. up. I'm like, oh wow, that's excellent. There's and there's so many little oh, little nods and nuggets throughout the series like that, which I thought was was also pretty great. Um, I think there was a few that I don't even know about. I think there's a few cameos, and you know, they did this in the later Star mm-hmm. Wars films too, mm-hmm. of just voices. You know, someone in you know uh, one like a trooper who you never see their face, but like. You know, you'll hear a voice and just be like, gosh, who is that? I know I recognize that voice. So there was all those little nods, sort of those like fun little Easter eggs peppered throughout the the series. And as much as I say moment to moment, you know, there was like maybe less of a Star Wars vibe. They like Favreau was super respectful to the source material. Oh, yes. In a way that was simultaneously respectful to the source material and a little fan servicey. It was just kind of right in the middle, and it was perfect because you know we saw Jawas and we saw Tusken Raiders, and you know they did their thing that they do, mm-hmm. and we saw you know Twi'leks show up and like you, you, you saw of, stormtroopers, you saw stormtrooper, um, tie fighters, you tie fight. Funny thing about the stormtroopers. This is a another a thing I heard on another podcast. They didn't have, I guess, enough. I don't know if it was enough extras or enough actors or it was like a last minute budget thing, but they didn't have enough people to do, I guess I'm assuming, especially for that last episode, yeah, cause a, lot a of huge brigade, brigade of stormtroopers. There is a group of hardcore star Wars fans called, I don't know if they're called the 55 brigade or the 505 brigade, but right, it's a uh-huh. bunch of dudes with like, Stormtrooper stuff (laughs) who dress up as stormtroopers and do their thing. And they're just like, let's hire those guys. And so they hired this group of like super fans and who have, you know, stormtrooper stuff to be (laughs) stormtroopers on the show, which I I also thought was pretty awesome. That's cool. Um, Yeah. um, Especially like that style of stormtrooper. Yeah. Because, you know, that's because that's something I think, you know, was really cool. uh, The series, you know, they were really kind of exploring a time in the Star Wars universe 
that we hadn't really seen before. Yeah. Like it's that kind of time after the yeah. empire has fallen. And um, so like to find people with those stormtrooper uniforms, exactly. especially the old style, because I mean, there's the clone mm-hmm. style, which is, um, and then there's the, the, the new movie, I guess the first order style, the right? first order style. Yeah. yeah. And to kind of find that kind of older style of, of uniform is, would definitely be harder mm-hmm. but yeah no i i i enjoyed that those yeah that elements and all the little nods and the time period too mm-hmm. was was really cool i thought that they did a good job of kind of establishing that yeah right off the bat because yeah. you know that that was kind of i think in, uh, an early question it's when, the first thing people are gonna it's like yeah. okay this is a star wars thing there's obviously we see where in the timeline we're seeing we're seeing you know whatever yoda species is we're seeing the child version of that yeah. where the hell in the timeline is this yeah um and um and they did a good job of not only i think establishing that right off but kind of reminding us through the series that it's like okay the empire's fallen mm-hmm. you know the the new republic's in charge yeah. for the moment <laughs> Yeah, before it gets blown up, uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, and and yeah, kind of establishing that mm-hmm. on an ongoing basis. Yeah, yeah, and and I think too, um, kind of skipping a little bit of ahead, um, I think they did a good job of kind of um, laying the groundwork for the next seasons. Yeah. Um, absolutely i think the kind of the introduction of um uh moff and and and, uh um the actor who plays him moff gideon yeah moff gideon yep yeah again another you know cameo where it's uh we used gus fring and breaking bad for god's sakes it's just like you know just Mm -hmm. like oh it's like okay i recognize you um so i'm not sure um so because I'm a little bit of a nerd, and I have... Tristan, you don't say. <laughs> and I have a little background of Star Wars Universe. Not like I haven't watched by any means I, I like think, all the animated no, series. But I think you're about. a bit more steeped in it than I am because, yeah. like, you mentioned the timeline stuff, and I was just like, I, I sort of knew where we were, but I'm just like, it feels a little ambiguous. I don't know, but it's because I, I don't have the same grasp I mean, it, of it, the universe. It is a little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's obviously after the... Um, third episode three or no yeah. not episode three episode, episode six. six yeah six. technically yeah it's it's after episode six um uh, and probably like maybe like three to four years right, right after right, right. um because obviously there's still stormtroopers there's still yeah heavy heavy remnants of the empire mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and you know they're they're still very established in certain areas yeah um but they haven't you know turned into the first order yet either right but anyways um so like you were saying because you have a little bit of a grasp yes um i think uh you have a theory i guess for where this might be going well i i was gonna actually mention more of the reveal at the very end okay where moth escapes from the tie fighter yes and he uses something to get out. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and so I kind of half recognized it, and so went down a Google hole. Okay, because uh, it's not quite a lightsaber. No, it's a dark saber. Okay, and 
So it actually goes back to, I think, the Clone Wars Mm -hmm. series. And apparently it was the lightsaber of one of the first Mandalorian Jedi. Ooh, the plot thickens. Yes. Okay. And it has quite a a storied history of, you know, how it's moved from owner to owner and all this kind of stuff. And it was on Mandalore for a bit. Okay. um, Until, obviously, after the Empire purge or whatever oh, shit, that gets me real excited yeah for what's coming next and i guess moth was there uh as was established yeah so he took it um and so <laughs> he's in possession of it now and the um question is how will it get back mm-hmm. into the hands of the mandalorians wow cool yeah so i think there's definitely some setup there for conflict between the continuing conflict between him and uh, the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. I sort of. I mean, that was semi-established. Right, right. You kind of just like, like I saw. But that's going to be part of it, right? I saw the ship. You you see the, yeah, you see the TIE fighter crash. I'm just like, okay, so he's probably still alive. (laughs) (laughs) Because there needs to be a big bad. There needs to, you know, like someone's got to chase the Mandalorian through space and time and time yeah um <laughs> okay just space <laughs> um yeah no there, there's certainly places to go um you know he was told by the armorer to sort of like you know you either wait till this child is of age or you bring it back to where it came from yep and uh so yeah, we get we, basically we it's your more... problem yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's yeah. not my problem yeah, no, <laughs> She can do fine for herself, as we saw in that. Oh that, yeah, that one last little like after like they sort of like left the armor, and um, a bunch of stormtroopers show up, and she beats the ever living crap out of them with like those hammers. Yeah, like, well, okay, she she'll be she'll be okay. <laughs> she'll be like. fine. Yeah, yeah. I literally I think said out loud. I'm just like I think she'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, um, you know another thing I kind of enjoyed about this series is we got you know a lot more background on the Mandalorians. Yeah. And this is super cool. And, um, you know, and, and stuff that hadn't necessarily been established before, mm-hmm. or even if it was, it was more in the animated series. So it wasn't ne- right. Necessarily like well-known. Right. So I think that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the whole like, uh, species versus creed thing really yeah. kind of clarified yeah which things. was cool yeah and it's very and they were very intentional about it too yes. you can tell yeah. just like like it wasn't like one character is explaining this to another it was just like hey everybody just so you know no. <laughs> this is how it is yeah um yeah uh and then obviously there's you know uh, i mean the mandalorian he has his connection to the child and you sort of see why i guess he's got a soft spot because he was a foundling you know his it's part of his creed to protect the foundlings he talks to the armorer for the first time when when he gives her the best car steel you know make sure there's enough left over for the foundlings you know um he likes kids (laughs) he's good with kids yes um so you know and you sort of see that connection develop and it's not it's it's sort of and i think it's something of mandalorian culture too right yeah like you don't kill children <laughs> no exactly right you avoid it and and i think through and this is something interesting too that i don't know if we really got an answer to is whether or not part of the kind of mandalorian thing is you know they avoid killing as much as possible because yeah i mean for all kind of the the skills and the abilities mm. of that we saw yeah 
um, in this series, there wasn't a lot of death. Some, no, there was. Some. I think early on he had that, that vaporizing gun that he was kind of taken to people. But, you know, yeah. a lot of it is, mm-hmm. yeah, he was defending himself. I think the big surprise and sort of I think maybe what is a testament to exactly what you're saying is um, episode six, the where he sort of goes on that smuggler's run. Yeah. And, um, you know. And you thought they were all you toast. You thought they were all toast. But meanwhile, he just left them, you know, uh, in the cell. Um meaning they very well might be toast later on or they might come back. You never know. Um, that but, whole thing, by the way, one real quick thing, when he was sort of hunting them down one by one, yeah. that played out to me like a serial killer movie. It was oh, just yeah. like, and especially that last one when he goes after uh, Bill Burr's character, mm-hmm. uh, where there's sort of like the lights are flickering and there's like a strobe thing. You just sort of see the Mandalorian approaching slowly from the back and then just, no. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. That was almost horror film. Yeah. Yeah. A little horror film. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So here's my question in that. Yeah. Um, we almost pretty clearly see the devil looking guy get smushed by doors. Yeah. So I'm not really sure how he survived that. Yeah. I guess he just got stuck in there or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we assume that he had his head cut off by the first set of doors. And then, you know, you see that he's sort of like strong arming his way out of the, the doors. So, you know, it, we can assume that he's... Uh, He's built tough, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Um, and then I, I think when we go back and we see Kara on um, that sort of like I guess abandoned sort of village planet later on, mm-hmm. she's fighting one of those guys in the bar or some someone who looks like a species of those guys. Oh yeah. So yeah, I, I think I think we're to assume that whatever that race is, they uh, pretty They're thick tough. skin. Yeah. <laughs> I had like a, a Drax the Destroyer vibe from from those guys. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. Um. Yeah, it was just it was great, and the music was fantastic. Like if we, you know, talk about style wise, like the music, the theme music was awesome. The, the sort of like music throughout. Yeah, and I really, really like the sort of comic booky credit and credit thing that yes. they were doing. That was also oh yes, cool. that I'm I'm almost positive that was the concept art. Oh yeah, it could it very well yeah. could be yeah. like there were certain things of it to um. Uh, that I thought was kind of cool, mm-hmm. uh, which made, led me to believe that it was the concept art was the um, was kind of the look and feel of the characters. Yeah, and some of them, like even the faces and things, some of them you could tell they had casted before. Yeah, and some of them they had casted after. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, specifically, I think um, in the episode where he goes, where they go after the other, um, or with the, where he goes with the other bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, on uh, Tatooine, right? Um, and they, uh, I guess the the ship uh, or the dock lady mm-hmm. manager lady, and uh, they were showing some of the the art after after that episode, and uh, yeah, looked uh, significantly different than, than the actor. A little bit, yeah, I guess so. I don't, but, I don't know if I noticed that, but but uh, yeah. yeah, no, I thought that was really cool because you know it gives you little insights like that. Yeah, and, and kind of see. Okay, here's the original look they were going for, and and you know, here's what they thought this would look like, um, and, and here's what it ended up looking like, and and that kind of thing. So yeah, that that uh, that was definitely cool for sure. Those yeah, credits. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, Bike Scout Trooper Number Two, 
is uh, again just kind of throwing in like that random like i recognize that voice so i don't know one of them was uh adam pally who you might recognize as max from happy endings which we covered <laughs> relatively recently <laughs> so it's just one of those That's things awesome. where like you know um but yeah i mean like i didn't even realize some of this stuff like warner herzog was the client um, of course, Carl Weathers is grief card. Yeah. Uh, just like, yeah, it's like there's little like, oh, well, OK, I recognize these people. Um, yeah, Carl Weathers. That was that, that was funny. That, that was fun. That was fun to see him. I was like, like oh, crap, oh, it's hey. Carl Weathers. Um, so me with my sort of limited, uh, more limited knowledge of the Star Wars universe, um, got a little bit of a uh, I had a little bit of a moment of excitement in that first episode when the IG unit shows up because I'm just like. Ooh, I remember fighting IG88 in the Nintendo 64 Star <laughs> Wars game way back in the day. And um and even that becomes a little bit of a through line. Like, you know, there's that whole thing where it's like, okay, this is very much uh it seems it plays out like a story of the week type thing. Mm-hmm. But um we get a sense of not just Mandalorian's love uh of children throughout the series but also his hate white hot hatred of droids which sort of has a nice little resolution towards the end with the ig unit i really like the exchange between the two of them where he's just like he's like no living thing has seen my face since i was a child he's like i am not Not a living thing i'm just like yeah he's got a point um yeah yeah that was was pretty awesome so you know we're seeing like some character evolution uh you know, yeah. even in this story of the week format and and getting a, a sense of sort of where everyone's going. And I like that uh, they built up this little gallery of folks to like, uh, you know, accompany them. Mm-hmm. I want to see more of Grief Karga and I want to see more of, you know, um, I think uh, Kara. Like I want to yeah. see them, oh, kind yes. of, you know, yeah. um, I'm really, really sad that Quill uh, <laughs> died at the, the end. Oh, man. Um, died protecting the child because you know he was just like I I'm in service to no one but myself I paid my dues already it's like oh man because like I I really wanted him to like join the group yes and have like the you know the man we see the man learning at the end kind of going off it's just him and the child I can only assume we're gonna see some of these other folks pop up again later yeah they're established they'll come yeah they'll show up again yeah, I mean, even in they showed up again in the same season too, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Like he went, and he went back to find Kara, which yeah. was, I was like, yeah, that's cool. Um, and I was sort of not expecting the the turncoat thing from Grief Karga either, so that was that was kind of nice that he came around and was just like, nah, I, I'm on your side. Let's not kill this child. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Um, kind of going back a little bit. Uh, speaking of that. Uh, scene of uh, the removal of the Mandalorian's helmet. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about that? That reveal? Mm, I, I didn't have a problem with it per se, but I know that Pedro Pascal is like, I don't want to speak out of turn. Okay. So I'm going to let you <laughs> tell me why or what you think about that reveal. Um, part of me was excited. Okay. Um, because, you know, obviously it's a, it's a thing. It's like, what does the Mandalorian look like? Yeah. And I knew who Padro Pascal, or I knew who he was. Yeah. Um, but I, 
at some point hadn't put together that mental connection yet because obviously he's you know been in some other series that i've watched like narcos that kind of thing yeah and i hadn't put that together right. so you know I'm, it was still a mystery to me mm-hmm. what was under that helmet right and so you know obviously i was like ooh, like what does he look like underneath and yeah. and you know um that kind of thing but then part of me was also slightly disappointed because I liked the mystery of not knowing yeah. what he looked like. And, so, yeah, and, I get and, it. and that mystery. And I'm like, if they had maintained that the entire series, I would have been happy. It would be cool. So I mentioned this off mic before we started. Yeah. What it sort of reminded me of and what it would have, I guess, continued to remind me of if they hadn't um, removed the helmet was the re redo reboot of the Judge Dredd film Dredd, right, which yep. came out probably in the last few years, and it was Carl Urban, and like we were discussing this off mic, if you're a movie star, you want to get your FaceTime, mm-hmm. you want to get your screen time, be like, look at me, I'm a movie star. Carl Urban did not remove his helmet the entire time, but there was no, there was no like storyline around like i can't remove my helmet because of x or y it's just right. like no he's just like no i'm dread this is what i look like here's my helmet let's go kill things <laughs> and and that was it you know and yeah. it's just like and i thought that was such a badass move as an actor i'm not gonna go ahead like start you know talking all sorts of crap and saying i'm sure pedro pascal wanted to screen time because we don't know that no, sure. no, 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 no you know it was i think it was most likely written it was, this it, way with the intent of the reveal being sort of a moment, which it was, yes. I think, with the IG yes. unit, because you know he's got this long-standing hate of droids, and meanwhile a droid is helping him, mm-hmm. and still no living thing has technically seen his face since he was a child. So I think they sort of played that to be like, oh, here's a cool thing we can do. Right. But uh, I get, I get what you're saying. Like, you know, it it would have been cool to just be like, no, that that's what you see is what you get, and or yeah. or even if they had cut away at that point or something oh right? yeah that would have oh that would have angered some people oh i sure would have pissed <laughs> them off but i would have been like yes that would have been cool yes. that would have been cool yeah yeah um but yeah i don't know i'm not overly disappointed no no me neither i think it's cool and um, i put the mental connection uh, um mental connection together right. of, of who the actor was mm-hmm. so but and then i went oh that's some great casting yeah they did a great job but i think you know the fact that they've also they also kind of waited that long Mm -hmm. and to play that role kind of shows how good of an actor he is right because you know you're losing almost um a a key um expression like Mm -hmm. or or, um a key factor in in the acting right is the facial expression yeah so you know, you kind of lose that. You have to do all your expressions through your voice. And yeah, it, it can definitely. It's definitely a different style. A modulated sure. voice, by the way. Like, it's yeah, like you're not, you know, it's, you're hearing his voice through the helmet. You know, through whatever. Like, it's just. But they made it work, and mm-hmm. it, it worked well. Um, yeah, yeah, it's great. Really enjoyed that series. Looking forward to season two. Me too. Um, yeah, that's that's Mando. <laughs> um grab bag yes uh i'm gonna let you go first because i okay well i can certainly go first if you want tristan but here's the thing i finished watching the mandalorian this morning oh because (laughs) i've i've had a little bit of a a time constraint with a few things over the last little while so i've just sort of been um focusing on the series that we were meant to cover for this particular show um 
I did, I will sort of throw this out there. Um, I think in the past, whenever I've been stuck on these, I've been like, here's something I'm looking forward to. Right. Um, my wife has been uh, catching up on Mrs. Maisel. Yes. So she blitzed through the first couple seasons. I think she's almost done season mm-hmm. two now. So I've kind of been checking in back on that here and there, and which is good because I haven't started the third one yet. So I'm getting a bit of a, a recap by yes. proxy. And third season came out relatively recently. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I don't know if you've seen anything from it yet. It's very good. Okay, there you go. Very good. So um, it's something, obviously, we'll cover uh, down the line relatively soon, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, uh, taking a little look at uh, at Mrs. Maisel. you know, BoJack, we discussed doing BoJack for this episode, and then we realized that they did the whole Netflix split of yep. here's the first few episodes, and now here's, and this is yeah, probably the, a couple days ago, I think, or uh, yesterday, maybe. Yesterday, there yeah. you go, that the, all of the, you know, the last, the, half, of the the last half of the last season came out. Super excited to check that out because I wasn't 100% sure if it was ending, ending, mm-hmm. and this is indeed yep. the final season. This is end, this so, end. so that's it. There you go. There and go. this is a show that I really, really want to see how it ends. Yes. Uh, it could be great. Um, they, you know, I, I'm. First half to... was good. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you watched the first half. Yeah. yeah. I, I sort of was just like, I'm going to wait till it's all out there. Yeah. And, and blitz through it. Um, but yeah, in terms of what I'm looking forward to, stuff we're very likely to cover in the near future. End of BoJack, uh, next season of Mrs. Maisel. Um, I don't know if I've really watched anything else outside of that, to be honest. Um, a little bit of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, slowly catching up with that. Yeah. Um, way, way far, super far behind. But um, yeah, I it's really just been... Uh, it's really just been the shows that we are covering. <laughs> so I don't know, whatever you. Yeah, I mean that that's kind of similar f- for me. It yeah. shows I've been watching shows that'll probably be covering in the f- right. in the future. Sex Education season two. Yeah, I've been meaning to check out the yeah, new season yeah. of that. Good Place final season of that. Oh, I really am looking forward to that one too. Um, I I guess the. I don't think we've done it before, and this might be the final season. I don't know, but Grace and Frankie. Yeah, yeah, we haven't done that we one. We haven't done that one. Yeah, I, I didn't think so. Uh, yeah, so I'm continuing to enjoy that, and uh, they keep throwing kind of new things, new yeah. plot points at that, so that's mm-hmm. that's fun. Yeah. Um, what else have I been watching? Uh, oh, I've started rewatching Mad Men. Oh, there you go. As as something just to kind of fill a little bit of yeah space sometimes yeah. i don't know i'm just kind of like i feel like watching like an hour-long drama <laughs> yeah there you go and and i don't know i just didn't have one of those there you go um mad men fits that bill and i was off sick a couple days last week and oh. i like watched in basically the entire first season of <laughs> mad men um got a lot of don draper did you and uh yeah 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 so yeah. continue to enjoy that that's a great rewatch mm-hmm. i love that series yeah. i and uh, speaking so. of rewatches i guess i'll throw in this which i think i've thrown in last time too i'm very slowly making my way the fourth time probably through the office um Mm -hmm. with that watch along podcast that was started by by jenna fisher and angela angela kinsey oh nice um so you know that's that's a rewatch that i think we can both agree is a fun rewatch that we have probably done a few times and know a few people (laughs) who've done countless times um yeah that's that's the only other thing really for me there's a lot of stuff I'm looking forward to, um, but yeah. Okay. That's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah, same here. 
Okay. All right. With that said, this would conclude uh, episode 24 of Screens and Streams. Um, Hopefully next time, this is a program that you will be able to stream onto your screen. We'll (laughs) try our best to get that set up. Uh, Things got a little wonky, a little hairy this morning when we were trying to figure everything out. But, uh, you know. um, Technology, what can you do? Hey, at the end of the day, you're still going to get an audio podcast as soon as it's edited, which is God knows when. Um, I'm going to try for tomorrow. I know that's like crazy. But, yeah. But uh, I, I really need to like. band it off. <laughs> I really need to sit down with you. Well, when we have a proper recording, because we're not even doing this through our usual software. Um, but I really need to sit down with you and just get the lay of the land of, of how to do it so that we can actually alternate. Because yes. I feel bad. Tristan's been editing all of these episodes. Um, hey, you've been providing the recording location for all I, of them. You know, I mean, <laughs> do what we can, I guess. But, uh, yeah, so maybe we can make that process a little smoother and, and get them up quicker. But with the whole streaming thing, you can watch it live. Yes. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see if we can get that set up. Um, to wrap things up, screens and streams can be frowned, fa- found <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, the handle is screens and streams. Uh, that is at screens, letter N streams the email is the very same it's screens and streams at gmail.com we'll have to find our way back into that email yes. after losing the password <laughs> which is one of the things that happened this side morning. hack it um so yeah expect a delay in response if you yeah. send us an email yeah exactly well, we try and figure out how well, to recover so our password <laughs> yeah. yeah real professional operation we got going on here yep, folks yep um, there is a Dropbox with all archived episodes, which should be available as a link in the description of each episode. Um, the last two or three will always be available on SoundCloud and uh, whatever podcast service you may use. Uh, and I think that about covers it. See you <laughs> next time. See you next time. See you on episode 25 when we celebrate a quarter of a century. Right? I mean, <laughs> no, it, 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 it hasn't been going on years. for 25 years. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's my brain on stupidity. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into Screens and Streams. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.